Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Friday, July 28th. It is five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. You can find him on Twitter, Rob M. Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. You can find me there, Casey Daniels 317. We're both on YouTube right now. Type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. And also, you can hear all the fabulous bumper music that Kevin McNamara selects every day if you go to Spotify and just look up the Kendall and Casey playlist. So, Rob, just say I. I. Good. Done. That was easy. Uh, Diane Feinstein had a hard time with that. Oh, you mean in the voting, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. for those of you who don't know, if you've, you're listening to WIBC, so clearly you are more informed than the uh, you are more informed than the average American. But when you when you vote, you either say I or nay. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, it's pretty simple. As someone who did it uh, many, many times as an elected person, it is a, a very, very, very simple process. And that is one of the very first things you learn. Uh, although you think you'd probably know how it works because you ran for the public office to begin with. And in the case of Diane Feinstein, she's been in public office since the Hoover administration. <laughs> it's actually probably true, right? She probably really has. She was very confused during a vote. It was during the Senate Appropriations Committee. And and she was just supposed to vote. She was just supposed to say I. And instead, she launched into a speech. And Senator, her- Senator Feinstein. Go ahead. We'll listen to it. Senator Feinstein. Um, you say I. Pardon me? I. Yeah. Uh, to say- I, I would like to support a yes vote on this. Um, it provides $823 billion. That's an increase of $26 billion for the Department of Defense. And it funds priorities submitted. Yeah, just say aye. Okay, just aye. Aye. She had to have her staff a reminder what to do, where they were, so what they were, what was going on. So this is the U.S. Senate, what was once deemed the greatest deliberative body in the history of the world. And now think about the people that make up that body. Let's not even talk about the people who are just morons to begin with. You have Fetterman. Mm-hmm. You have Mitch McConnell, who yesterday, two days ago, whatever it was, appeared. Froze up. May have had an actual stroke. Uh, you have this woman i mean my goodness casey our country is just i mean this is pathetic that these are the people that now make up the united states senate you're look look, it's no fault of hers just like mitch mcconnell's stroke is no fault of his or fetterman whatever he has going on no fault of his but you have no business being in charge of anything like Diane Feinstein, you wouldn't leave her alone in your house. You would have whatever they call it, visiting angels or whatever that group's name is 
that come to your home and check on grandma throughout the course of the day because she shouldn't be alone, much less making choices for 330 million people. Uh, she wasn't alone. She had visiting angels, also known as her staff, <laughs> guiding her through this process. And the committee was just trying to complete all of its appropriations bill before they go on recess in August. So they're trying to, you know, get this stuff through, get it done. But did you notice? I mean, they're voting on adding $26 billion to the Department of Defense, something you, Mr. Taxpayer, are paying for, and this woman doesn't even know where she is. Yeah, well, and this is why our country is in the shape that it's in. We have, I mean, you have really awful people in our government in elected office. You have really corrupt people in our government in elected office. And then you have people like this who, I mean, again, I, I just can't out with Fetterman, with Mitch McConnell, with her. These people should not be left alone, period. If they were a, just a random senior citizen, you would say, hey, make sure you check on Mrs. Feinstein two or three times a day because she's not well and really needs to be in a serious assisted living facility. I, and I'm not trying to be facetious or mean when I say that. This woman should have... I don't know if she needs around-the-clock care. I don't know what her actual condition is. But what I do know is she would certainly be someone that you would say, hey, neighbor Sally, can you go over there and check on her a couple times a day? This is someone you, gosh, is grandma still driving? Did she give up her keys? We really need, we know she wants to be independent, but wow, she's putting other people in danger. And she is putting other people in danger in this case when she's voting on these bills and she doesn't even know where she is. There was a recent poll that said half the people in California think that she should resign. And two thirds agreed that her health problems are are part of the issue here. We have the oldest class of U.S. lawmakers pretty much in history right now. The average age for our lawmakers is 59. And it's just... With people like her, they're bringing up the curve. Uh, It just shows we have an aging political leadership. Well, and there's something pathetic about the narcissism of these people, whether it is Fetterman or Mitch McConnell or Feinstein Stein. And there's there's others. I mean, Charles Chuck Grassley's nine million years old. He appears to be in pretty good health, but he literally was sworn in when Reagan became president. And these people are still there. And it is pathetic that they will not give it up. But you know what's even more pathetic? We keep sending them back. Well, exactly. Ultimately, it's our fault, Casey. She Ultimately, keeps getting voted in. It's our fault. And don't forget how stupid... Look, it's easy to, easy to talk about how much she is slipping now as a very elderly person. But Diane Feinstein was a moron when she was coherent. Never forget, she was the mayor of San Francisco who gave away the information on the Night Stalker that almost let Richard Ramirez slip out of the country permanently. Like, I, she, I mean, she gave away very detailed information that was broadcast all over the news that almost allowed the Night Stalker to, to get out forever. Mm-hmm. I, she, she, look, she has been an idiot long before she was in the, in the throes of mental decline, but these are the people that get rewarded. Well, she almost let the Night Stalker get away, and the people of California were like, heck yeah, send that lady to the U.S. Senate. <laughs> Let's 
promote her and make her one of the most powerful people, not only in the state, but in the country. It's becoming more and more clear that she is no longer fit to continue to serve in the U.S. Senate. It is 13 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Jim Jordan yesterday, uh, representative from Ohio, shared what he called the smoking gun of documents proving that Facebook censored Americans on behalf of the Biden administration. Uh, he did this on social media yesterday. He did a Trump move. Oh, he was he was posting in all capital letters. Oh. He called it the Facebook Files Part 1. Smoking gun docs prove Facebook censored Americans because of the Biden White House pressure. Okay, Casey, but how many times have we mm-hmm. heard this from these people and nothing ever happens to anyone? Nothing ever happens. The Republicans just flap and flap and flap and flap. Smoking gun, bombshell document, this is proof of this, this is proof of that. I'm just too all that out now because they never do anything about it. Is it too late now to do anything about it? Like, it's we're at the point where yeah, we all know. Even shadow ban. You censored stuff. It's like, have we all moved on? Thanks, Jim Jordan, for the information. But we kind of knew that already. Yes, you're 100% right, Casey. And this is why the Republican Party remains largely a lost cause in this country, because they are just phenomenal at going, well, hey, there's a problem over there. Yeah, man, somebody really ought to do something about it. Yeah, you're right, man. Somebody ought to do something about it. Uh, you're the person who could do something about it. Yeah, you're right, man. Somebody had to do something about it. Somebody should do something, and they should do it quickly. Eh, let's just wait a little while longer. People will forget about it. All right, Casey. Yeah. When we come back. Yeah, you had a you had a thing last well, night. Well, look, you? we we do I, we do. It was random. It was confused. It was likely accidental. Uh, <laughs> the people involved may have been under a state of hypnosis or delirium or something. I don't know, but I actually witnessed a an act of government accountability last night and we have to talk about it because I was totally, totally blown away and there is nothing, Casey, there is nothing more satisfying than watching a government bureaucrat who is advocating to stick it to the taxpayers to watch that person lose and see the look on their face as though it was someone had just told her that a person had run over her dog. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was, it was a glorious evening of government accountability. And when we say the bad things, we have to say the good things too. All right. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 19 after 10 is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. New research saying that less than five minutes of sweaty household chores may be all you need to cut your risk of developing Certain cancers by a third. This is coming from researchers out of Australia. They found that engaging in vigorous daily tasks, which make people huff and puff, can reduce your risk of certain cancers, just like by cleaning your house. Okay, what what would count as a vigorous household chore? Vacuuming? No. (laughs) Casey, that's not vigorous. Well, I mean, that'll get your heart rate going. You're walking around. You're pushing the machine. What are you doing when you vacuum? You move like... 
six inches a minute. Okay, how about carrying a basket of laundry up and down stairs? How much does your laundry weigh? <laughs> like, what, how much laundry are you doing? Stairs with while you're carrying something well, I, that'll I, do the trick. I, yes, I guess the six ounces that that changing that, the sheets on your bed. Boy, boy, you have a very low bar to hurdle over for vigorous, vigorous exercise. Do you actually do that at your house? Or are you the one changing the sheets? I do everything in my house, Casey. <laughs> so you know, I mean, that can be a workout, yeah, this right? This is why I'm calling into question you calling changing the sheets vigorous exercise. Well, I, I'm just trying to come up with a okay, cutting the grass. Cut, now look without with a push mower. Yeah, that is not a rider. That is absolutely correct. Okay. Uh, I would 100% qualify uh, cutting the grass with mm-hmm. a push mower, which I do uh, as uh, see when I think about vigorous, though, it seems just like a very incorrect description to use because when I think of what am I vigorously doing I'm vigorously running a mile Mm -hmm. I'm vigorously lifting weights I'm vigorously uh, whatever playing a game of football in the backyard I don't know just household chores do not sound like something that is you would ever describe as vigorous you're never working up a sweat when you're cleaning the house what are you doing in an air-conditioned environment, lady, that you are working up a sweat? You got to scrub that shower clean. You're down on your hands and knees, getting the floor around the toilet, Ke- wiping everything down. Yes, that Ke- makes me sweat. Kev, you have lived in a house. I know you had roommates. Oh, but, he doesn't clean. But did, did, uh, did have you? Oh, I clean. Oh, Kevin's very <laughs> clean. Hey, don't, yeah. as, don't assume, look Casey. At, look at Kev. Have you ever done anything in your home that involved daily household chores that caused you to work up a sweat. The only thing that I could think of is mowing the lawn because yeah. yeah, I'm outside. But not inside. Mm-hmm. Right. The only time I sweat is when I pump iron and play Yeah, drums. absolutely. No, I understand. I would love to just follow you around for a day. You know my house is spotless. No, it is. It's beautiful. I just don't, I just don't, I didn't know you were like causing yourself physical exertion yeah. to if, keep your house if clean. If you do it right, if you do it right. Wiping down the mirror in the bathroom. Come on, stretching. Sometimes you got to reach far. That's going to get the heart rate going. You are, and that's you are, what they're saying. You just have to do those things for five minutes a day, and that's going to help uh, your, so, your risk reduce your risk of cancer. So, time out. Literally, mm-hmm. you could just do any vigorous activity then for five minutes a day. It's not like your heart knows, oh my gosh, Rob You're is cleaning. doing his household chores now. Let's make this even more healthy. Yeah, I mean, they're saying it's it's pretty much just get your heart rate going for five Why minutes a day. Why don't they just say that? Well, they're trying what to make it? make it easy, like go clean your house oh, while you're doing it. Yeah, because you're too stupid or lazy to do it on your own. Exactly. So we give you a prompt. Yeah. Because when you first did the story, it's like, how did how the hell did they study this? How like, do they know that yeah, you're cleaning rather yeah. than just doing some jumping jacks or something? So literally, if you were to run, what they're saying basically is if you just run for five minutes a day, you're mm-hmm. going to improve your health. Or no, a brisk walk. No kidding, Casey. Yeah. Boy, we learned that in about the third grade. <laughs> and you know what? Somebody probably got government money to do this study. Probably. Yeah. No. Hey, Casey, newsflash. <laughs> and you and I will only charge you $100,000 for this information. You're going to give I, me some high level I guarantee intel? you this is cheaper than the, these people charge. Mm-hmm. If you exercise, you're more likely to have a healthier heart. Yeah, that's true. Hi, good night, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> your work here is done. Okay, so uh, one other thing before we get to uh, your Brownsburg story. Uh, yesterday, well, Wednesday, I went and saw the Oppenheimer movie. Oh, how was that? Uh, it was very good. Now, uh, the guy the acting the, is superb in it. The guy from the bat, the first Batman mm-hmm. movie with Christian Bale, mm-hmm. the head of Arkham, yeah. plays the Oppenheimer guy, yeah, right? Killian yeah. something or another. He was fantastic. Um, it was It's long, so your butt will fall asleep in the how theater. Long 
long is it? It's like two hours and 45 minutes. And if you throw in the previews in there, you've got oh, yeah. a three solid hours in sure. the theater. I tried to go to the Indiana State Museum and see it on the IMAX, but it was all sold out. Oh, wow. Don't they um, know you're a local celebrity? They didn't care online when no I was trying kidding. to purchase huh. those. But then yesterday, I went and saw the Barbie movie. Why? Uh, well, because, uh, you know, my daughter wanted to go see it and she had to work. She couldn't go with her friends. And I said, okay, well, I'll go with you. Yeah. And so we did. It was a mother-daughter thing, which you're, you're... actually was a good thing because the movie uh, has a lot of nod to mother-daughter relationships. It's really weird because your daughter strikes me as a very reasonably intelligent person, mm-hmm. and I'm very surprised she would want to subject herself and the brain cells she likely lost to going to see that Barbie movie. Yeah, there was at one point I felt like I was watching like High School Musical or yeah. something. Um, it, it was it was fun-ish. There were parts that were cute Time out. I call bullcrap. When you're swaying and moving your hands, it was it, it was it was. Fun-ish. I liked terrible. Op- I liked Oppenheimer better, uh, just for the historical aspect of things. But now Mattel, of course, banking on this box office success uh-huh. to help drive the sale of more dolls. So here's my take on the Barbie movie. It was a toy company mm-hmm. trying to sell more toys, what? looking for a plot no in a movie. <laughs> that's, I mean, what, that's what did you what walk was. in there thinking this was going to be like Godfather Two in terms of script? <laughs> if you saw the movie, you would understand why that remark of The Godfather is so hilarious. Well, you'll have to fill me in off air because I will never <laughs> see that movie, Casey. All right, tell us what happened in Brownsburg Boy, last night. Boy, Casey, I just uh, I, I've i got to tell you um, I was uh, blown away. I was sitting in the back of the, uh, the town council chamber last night and uh, sitting back there with my very dear good friend, Glenn Adams, and uh, we were back there like two cackling hens making fun of the likely government incompetence we believe was about to uh, take place and in a random confused likely accidental act of hypnosis psychosis delirium or all points in between the brownsburg town council decided not to raise the water and sewer rates last night casey when i just can't believe it they basically freely admitted we now have such a colossal amount of money in our coffers that we don't have to do that uh and they made it very clear they're very open to to doing it again next year but at least for the next 365 days the residents of the little utopia on the west side where I live mm-hmm. will be able to enjoy, enjoy their currently while overpriced water and sewer rates. At least it won't be going up. Congratulations. Now, did you get up and speak? Were uh, there public comments? I sure did. And the police were not weaponized <laughs> on me. Uh, I, I, and look, here's what, here's what I said. If you have $18 million for a swimming pool, mm-hmm. then there's no possible way with a straight face that you can say we're totally out of money for our water and sewer treatment plant and we must raise the rates. Things that you need to live. Now, here's yeah. the best part. Here's the best part is the town manager and Brownsburg has a very terrible town manager. And um, what do you call somebody if they just kind of move into your area as an interloper? Is that what they call the people who just kind of just show up and start destroying things in their in their presence? Well, no, I don't think it's that. I don't know. I'll look it up here during the break. But anyway, uh, this person's been on the job for a year, year and a half now, and it is just whatever growth comes our way. Bam, let's do it. And whatever the cost, bam, don't worry about that. And boy, she came prepared last night, Casey, because this town manager, she was really excited about stealing more money from the residents. She had a PowerPoint presentation. Oh, Oh, it was a sales pitch. Johnny Cochran would have been jealous at the sales pitch (laughs) this woman tried to do last night. A PowerPoint presentation about how everything's more expensive. And of course, 
everything's more expensive for everyone and we don't just get to you know steal money from people in our regular lives but if it's the government well gosh darn it we can't do without and boy she was she appeared so certain and she was making the case and if the glove doesn't fit you must acquit and boy she put the sales pitch on (laughs) thick and casey i wish and i didn't i wish i had had my cellular telephone out and camera ready to take a picture of this woman's face when she found out that not only did her magical money grab fail, but it failed five to zero. It looked like someone had just told her that, uh, I mean, one of some of the worst news possible and imaginable, and there is nothing better, Casey, than watching a government bureaucrat who is terrible at their job fail when it comes to trying to take more money from the taxpayers. Oh, she had frowny face, huh? It was was a great night, and I actually got up at the end and and thanked the council, and I said, if you guys would just do this all the time, I would never have anything bad to say about you. Now, I know this is fleeting. I'm sure it won't last. I'm sure at the next meeting, my pocketbook will be rated again in some shape, form, and fashion. But if you guys just did this all the time, Mm -hmm. which, see, they could. They could because they know the toilets are still going to flush and the water's still going to run and nobody's going to be harmed. Everything's going to be fine. Did they table the pool discussion? The pool discussion is still ongoing, and I'm sure that's not going to end well. But just for one day, Casey. Be happy just about let the sewer and water this. rates not being and increased. And see, I can say nice things about mm-hmm. people when they do things on behalf of of the of the people mm-hmm. when they put the people out of the government i would love to do this every day for the the clowns down the street from us at the state house yeah. i would love to do this for every single local government agency in the don't state don't hold your breath no i know i don't just let me have this okay just let me have this i'll let you have this hey we've got to get to the news uh what else uh when we come back yeah we got an incredible letter that i'm going to read it's a little long mm-hmm. but it answers the question we have been asking for a very long time on this show now which is why people refuse to move off donald trump all right it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc it's time to hear from you kendall and casey present voicemails brought to you by qc kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. It is the Friday edition of Your Voicemails, Questions, Comments, Smart Remarks, 1036. It's Kendall and Casey. Of course, that number, 317-684-8444. Okay, so we had Hoosier Rock legend Henry Lee Summer on yesterday, Mm -hmm. and we got so much great response over that. People, I think it's been quite a while since he's done media appearances, and people just love Henry Lee Summer. He's wild. He's wacky. He's a great dude. Uh, Just a great Hoosier through and through and Henry Lee as many people know had some challenges but he has largely overcome those and is still out and playing and you know is just a kind of just a beloved local figure now. It's so great that he could take the time out of his day to appear on the Kevin McNamara show. So Kevin <laughs> booked the interview oh, yeah. and I'm gathering with Henry Lee's Facebook page or whatever. He doesn't actually run it as many celebrities don't. And when they posted the link to the interview and mm-hmm. Kevin had a nice little write up for the WIBC website, if you want to go back and listen to it, the whoever runs Henry Lee's Facebook page said, you know, something effective. We, we 
we'd like to thank Kevin McNamara for interviewing Henry Lee Summer. Henry enjoyed sitting down with Kevin McNamara. Yeah. He was part of it. Kevin was yeah, there. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm trying really hard not to let the fame get to my head. You absolutely should. I, I, was, I was surprised, like, Face the Nation wasn't calling you today, demanding your services. I figured you wouldn't even be at work today. So. Right. Yeah, seriously. Right. He's getting too big for us. Uh, but you can. It's posted <laughs> on the WIVC.com website. If you can go back and hear that interview with Henry Lee Summer talking about, you know, how he wrote Wish I Had a Girl, which is a phenomenal story about where he was and how he wrote it. We talked about him being a great Indiana high school basketball player. Mm-hmm. I mean, just a whole bunch of different uh, different things we went into with the legendary career of Henry Lee Summer. But one of the um, one of the things that's super fascinating to me is the people who listen to our program and how different things they hear on this radio station, how they speak those things they hear spur them to a variety of responses. And this is a phone call that we got in no way doctored or edited related to Henry Lee Summer being on our program yesterday. I didn't call for comment. This is Kenneth Beasley. I just called to try to find out who this Henry Lee Summers is. Is he local? Uh, uh, if you're looking for music, uh, we have a, a rock and roll recording that was made in 1959, and it was hidden in a file cabinet for almost 70 years, and we'd like to give it to him. So can you have Mr. Summers uh, call us if he wants this music? There's no charge. It's it's great rock and roll. It would go. It's unpublished, unknown. It would go platinum, make him a lot of money. Um, but he has to call Kenneth Beasley if he's in Indianapolis and come by and pick it up. So all he has to do is uh, call Kenneth Beasley. Um, so can you tell him when he comes on the air? They've got music for Henry Lee Summer. He, he he could make a lot of money. Absolutely, yeah, he might have to take that old uh, rock and roll record down to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see if they'll spin it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, if Kev, if you have a way of getting in touch with Henry's manager, still there, the revival, the reemergence of Henry Lee Summer into mainstream American society. Mm-hmm. Could K- Kenneth has it. Get, Kenneth has it. Well, he could really bring rock and roll back, so I can do that. Uh, because it is our show, we got into a lengthy discussion yesterday about Long Island iced tea, <laughs> which is not really a thing anymore. As I said, it is now just called a Long Island Long because Island. there is no actual tea component to the Long Island. And mm-hmm. we had talked about how it kind of got its name and why. I was looking up the ingredients mm-hmm. for a Long Island. You've got vodka, rum, gin, tequila, triple sec, sweet and sour mix, maybe a little cola. And a lemon slice. Yeah. So we had somebody who, uh, I guess, is some sort of Long Island connoisseur as well and really wanted to weigh in on the Long Island issue. Hey, Rob, calling about your earlier conversation about Long Island and iced teas. Um, Unfortunately, I've been a Long Island connoisseur since before you were out of elementary. I'm 54. I was drinking them early 20s, especially at Ball State. We used to have $5 ball jars. Yeah. Refills for three bucks. Used to drink them like they're going out of style. They made some really, really good Long Islands up there. But anyway, you were right in regards to the reason it's called Long Island iced tea or was 
since you're not calling that them that anymore, is this splash of Coke made them look like tea. I've never heard of lemonade being put in a Long Island, so that's different. If they do did do that or do do that, I've never had one. Um, but best Long Islands, obviously, are top shelf. I won't drink anything that's not top shelf any longer because they're the best. And maybe you did or didn't know this, but a lot of cheaper bars won't put tequila in their Long Island. They skimp on the tequila uh, to save money. Um, you'll find that in a lot of your lower-end bars. I've noticed that over the years. But anyway, just wanted to uh, give you that little bit of info. Um, and again, you are right on the Coke part of it. But lemonade, I don't know about all that, but I could be wrong. So have a great one. Okay. So I'm, I'm reading it as a sweet and sour mix. Yeah. So have you ever tried the twisted tea? Comes in the can? Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. No? No. Tastes too much yeah. uh, aluminum yeah. to you? All right. So we got this letter. It is uh, in response to... A question we have asked on this show for a very long time, because we've laid out all the things with Trump that are uh, to us are pretty glaring about issues that exist with him. And uh, we've pondered why people refuse to get off Trump, even when presented with the glaring issues related to Trump. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it is a really well-written letter, one of the best letters we've ever received. And I thought that it, it kind of at least, whether we agree with it or not, it addressed the issue that we have have asked. And right. so, uh, Kev, if you are, this comes from Kim. And Kev, if you are ready, uh, please start the music. I believe the reason that millions of Americans support Donald Trump is that he proved, despite many attempts by the left to remove him from office, that he loved this country and that he was capable of bringing the U.S. back from the brink of destruction. For the first time in my lifetime, I felt the direct impact of a president's actions. Less taxes... More stability for our elderly by limiting drug manufacturers from increasing their prices, eliminating the inheritance tax, and so on. From working to secure our borders, lifting people out of a life dependent upon welfare by creating jobs, and standing up to the other countries that had for too long let Americans fund their security in the world while they let unchecked immigration put a burden on their own people and communities. President Trump worked tirelessly to make America great again, doing many of the things that he said he would do. And I think you and I both know why he was not able to accomplish more. If we must blame someone, I feel that we can only blame ourselves. Our forefathers who wrote the Constitution warned us against letting those who we elected grow too big and have too much power. We have become complacent. Truly, who could have imagined just how rotten and greedy these tyrants have become? I will vote for Donald Trump because he has proven himself to be a fighter, a man unafraid to stand up against these despots. President Trump has proved that he loves this country. And I want to tell you that you have taught me something, Rob, that we should vote for the best man for the job, regardless of the party that they are affiliated with or their chances of becoming elected, because they will get elected if enough of us stand up for what we believe in. Hmm. There's a really great part in here where she rips on Holcomb and Todd Young, and I just didn't have time to get to it, so maybe we'll read that Monday. <laughs> Save that letter. <laughs> we might need to frame that one. So I thought that was really good. It's yeah, a, so it, it sounds like it was well thought out. Yeah, and there's a lot more to it. I just, uh, the time we had left, I wanted to make sure we got to those two portions of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. We asked, and people respond, and that's how it works here. And uh, 
Uh, did she sway you at all in your thinking? Well, no, because I look, I will vote for Trump hands down without a doubt. If without he's the nominee. the nominee. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we'll be cheerleaders and we'll think it's great because this country cannot deal with four more years of Biden. I don't think he's the best person to be the nominee, but I respect people's ability to disagree. And that's what we do on the show. We give all sorts of people, all sorts of platform and all sorts of time. All right. We've got Hammer joining us next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. The Flaming Hot Cheeto Corn in a Cup. I want you to try that when you're at the Indiana State Fair, Hammer. Man, you better have some uh, official Kendall and Casey toilet paper nearby because (laughs) I don't know if I'm making it through a full broadcast without having to run to the old portalette with that one, but I'm down, though. I love the fair food. Honestly, it's the reason I go to the fair. Sure. You know, when I was younger, it was like, oh, I want to see my friends. I want to do the rides and play the games and, you know, see the pig with the big balls and do all that kind of stuff. But now that I'm older, <laughs> you just want to eat your way through. I just want to eat my way through. And as you get older, you get into routines, right? With whether it's, you know, in your day-to-day life or when you go to the fair. I have a routine on the food that I get. Yeah. You know, you make your lap, you stop here, you stop there, you hit the dairy bar, and then you make your way around. So uh, next Friday, not today, somebody on Twitter was wrong. It's not today. It's next Friday, August 4th, Hammer and Nigel show live at the Indiana State Fair. And here's what I'm hoping can happen. I want this to be the WIBC YouTube chat meet oh, and greet. Love it. Yeah. The YouTube chat meet up, if you will. So if you're somebody that comments on your program every day, on our program every day, there's a little bit of crossover there as mm-hmm. well. Uh, show up at the fair. Even if you're one of these D-bags that have been blocked or banned from the YouTube <laughs> chat, <laughs> this is your opportunity to come say it to our face. So let's do it. Let's have a good time. Let's have some beers. It's Beer Sample Friday that day. Sticks concert that night. Let's have a good old-fashioned meet and greet at mm-hmm. the great Indiana State Fair. I think this is a great idea because they have made it their own community community in the chat room for not only the Hammer and Nigel show, but the Kendall and Casey show. And like Maddock23 uh, just said, straight to the horse barns. Let's so go. this gives them a chance to meet other people that they've been talking to in the chat room, as well as meet their favorite radio personality. Right. And it doesn't just have to be the YouTube sure. folks. If you're on Twitter, if you tweet at us a lot, if you do Facebook, Instagram, whatever, the social media meetup mm-hmm. at the Hammer and Nigel show, Indiana the state fair next friday and you know it would be a great opportunity for all these uh, tough guys who hide by behind anonymous screen names that that post Keyboard warriors Just come on out right. now, now's your opportunity you can say it right to hammer's face yeah. and no need to hide behind an anonymous screen name and uh, your fake profile picture with 18 numbers on your account yeah, name absolutely <laughs> well yes and boy i think that's you're really doing a public service by uh, by offering that to the people and i you know i thank you for that well you're very welcome and again that's next friday so get your tickets and we will have a good time there, there, there's a lot of things i've wanted to say to your face for years and maybe i'll maybe i'll take <laughs> you're gonna go to the indiana state fair as well rob's uh, gonna stumble in there drunk like shooter and who 
Hoosiers just wandering on the court. Hey! Don Z just commented, this is a long drive from Minnesota. Don, you have no idea how fantastic the Indiana State Fair food is. It's not that long of a drive from Minnesota. Once you have some of our deep fried goodness, you will enjoy it. It's better than the waters in Lake Minnetonka. Come on down. Can I just say one thing that I wish the fair would do? And I don't need, I don't know who needs to hear this, but even up to a couple of years ago, there was, you know, the, the big, the, the pavilion or whatever it's called, where all the vendors are, right? Mm-hmm. There's all the vendors. And there was always a vendor there who had a gargantuan collection of old original Nintendo games. And I so loved going and perusing through the collection of old Nintendo games at a reasonable price. Mm-hmm. And that person has disappeared. Oh, I don't no. know if that person went out of business. I don't know if they, you know, whatever. But I need to know what happened to the Nintendo vendor that was in the state fair because there were a lot of really good games you could get at a reasonable price. Did you and- play the games while you were there? No, like you would you buy the buy it was a cart. You know, you'd buy a cartridge. You'd take it home if you had it. Yeah. It's like walking into a record store. Right. Kind yes, of. yes, yes, yes. And it was just so great to see all of the games in person. Of course, you could look for them on eBay, etc. But that was really something I look forward to, and that is gone now. And I love that story because I think so many people have that type of connection to the fair. Um, I heard Jake Query on his program talking about how he always stops and looks at the wallet vendor. There's a guy there that has wallets, right? There's a guy that always sells cologne that's there. There's a guy that does all, you know, woodworkings and things like that. It's it's such just a trip down Americana when you walk through the fair. And let's not kid ourselves. The people watching is damn oh, good, yeah. too. It's like, it's like just every day growing up for you in Beach Grove, where the whole state gets to observe it. So the Mount Rushmore's of people watching in the state of Indiana. Number one, I believe, is still the Indy 500. Yeah. Um, number two, I would say the Indiana State Fair. Mm-hmm. Number three, the uh, July 3rd fireworks show in Beach Grove. <laughs> and number four, boy, that's a tough one. Oh, I would say it would be on campus for an IU game. Yeah, but there's nobody there for that football game. <laughs> um, over under three and a half wins this year at the Vegas line <laughs> oh for the Hoosiers. Gosh, that's pathetic. Hopefully. People who are there, though, are drunk, and they're worth watching. Well, you have to be to watch that, too. Um, <laughs> I kid, I kid. Tom Allen's a coach. He's a Ben Davis guy. Mm-hmm. And the quarterback transfer for Indiana, if he gets the gig, I don't know who their starter is yet, is a kid from Tennessee that was Trace Jackson Davis's brother. You think they'd accidentally be really good once. Like, it seems like all of these Well, they were of... a couple years ago, COVID year. Yeah. Do we count that, though? I mean, does that... Does they get I mean, let's face, it. let's face it. It was one... Missed call that really helped him out in that game with Michael Penix, you know, where he's reaching Penn for the goal. State. Yeah, come on. I mean, that was a that was a very. Uh, uh, I didn't know that they were letting Anthony Thompson rep the <laughs> rep the games, but that was very nice of them. Be curious to see how the Hoosier football program is. Uh, opening day. Ohio State. Oh. So they don't even get like that easy Mac yeah. game or, you know, scheduling somebody from the fun belt. Oh, Ohio State, a 933-point favorite. <laughs> <laughs> What's coming up this afternoon? Uh, some of our favorite people joining us today. Emma Jo Morris, oh. fresh off her flame-throwing hearing in Washington. Matt Baer joins us ah. in studio. And rumors of around... A fun facts for kids. Yeah! Nice. Thank you, Hammer. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.